0: Uh, Hello and welcome to the Tuesday, August 1st, 2023 hybrid in person and virtual meeting of the San Francisco Entertainment Commission. My name is Ben Blyman, and I'm the Commission's Vice President. We will start with announcements.
1: We would like to start the meeting with a land acknowledgement. We, the San Francisco Entertainment Commission, acknowledge that we are on the unceded ancestral homeland of the Ramatish Ohlone, who are the original inhabitants of the San Francisco Peninsula. As the indigenous stewards of this land, in accordance with their traditions, the Ramatish Ohlone have never ceded, lost, nor forgotten their responsibilities as the caretakers of this place, as well as form the peoples who reside in their traditional territory. As guests, we recognize that we benefit from living and working on their traditional homeland. We wish to pay our respects by. Acknowledging Acknowledging the ancestors, elders, and relatives of the Ramatish community and by affirming their sovereign rights as first peoples. This meeting is being held in hybrid format with a meeting occurring in person in City Hall, room 416, broadcast live on SFGov TV and available to view on Zoom or listen to by calling 1-669-900-6833 using the meeting ID 825. 25267431. We welcome the public's participation during public comment periods. There will be an opportunity for general public comment at the beginning of the meeting, and there will be an opportunity to comment on each discussion or action item on the agenda. Each comment is limited to three minutes. For those attending remotely, the commission will hear up to 20 minutes of remote public comment total for each agenda item. Because of the 20 minute time limit, it is possible that not every person in the queue will have an opportunity to provide remote public comment. Remote public comments from people who have received an accommodation due to disability will not count towards the 20 minute limit. Public comment will be taken both in person and remotely by video or call in. For each item, the commission will take public comment first from people attending the meeting in person and then from people attending the meeting remotely. For those attending in person, please fill out a speaker card located at the side table or podium. Come up to the podium during public comment, state your name, any affiliations, and then your comment. You will have three minutes. Once finished, please hand your speaker card to the commission staff behind the podium. If using Zoom platform to speak, select the raise hand option when it's time for public comment. If calling by phone, dial star nine to be added to the speaker line when your item of interest comes up. When you are asked to speak, you unmute yourself by hitting star six. Please call from a quiet location, speak clearly and slowly, and turn down your television or radio. If you are also viewing the meeting at TV, be sure to mute it before speaking during public comment. Alternatively, while we recommend that you use Zoom audio or telephone for public comment, you may submit a written public comment through the chat function on Zoom. Please note that commissioners and staff are not allowed to respond to comments or questions during public comment. Thank you to TV and Media Services for sharing this meeting with the public.
0: Thank you, let's do a roll call.
1: Vice President Blyman. Here. Uh, Vice, or no, President Camino is on her way. And Commissioner Thomas. Here. Commissioner Torres. Here. And Commissioner Wong. Here. Commissioners Faozong and Perez are excused.
0: Thank you, the next agenda item is number two, which is general public comment. Do we have any comments? For items that are not on tonight's
2: agenda. Good evening, Commissioners. My name is Stefano Costellato and I'm a registered lobbyist in the city. I wanted to comment on the Fishman's Wharf CBD and what a spectacular job they're doing for their concert series. It's Fridays from 3 p.m. to 6 p.m., and they've got built up momentum to carry themselves through August and through September. We have Tony Lindsay coming this Friday from 3 to 6, and he's got a hit on the charts called I Want to Love You. It's a great tune. Um, And then September 9th, Lolita Sweet is going to be performing, and she does a tribute to Tina Turner. If you haven't seen that, um, treat yourself to something like that. It's wonderful. Um, I just want to emphasize how important it is to have music as an attraction, especially to an area like Fisherman's Wharf that's gone through a lot. And I've, I've been attending the shows, people are coming out, they're spending money, they're, and they're enjoying a San Francisco experience. So anything the city can do or merchants can do to, to keep the music playing um, would be a great thing for the city. Thank you.
0: Is there any more general public comment?
1: No public comments for this item.
0: All right, we'll close that. We'll go to number three, which is approval for the meeting minutes for July 18, 2023. Do we have a motion to approve?
3: So moved.
0: Is there a second? Second. Is there any public comment on our meeting minutes from that date?
1: No public comment for this item. All right, we'll
0: close public comment, and we can vote.
1: Vice President Blyman? Aye. Commissioner Thomas? Aye. Commissioner Torres? Aye. And Commissioner Wong?
4: Aye.
0: All right, the meeting minutes are approved. Moving along, number four, which is a report from our Executive Director,
5: Wyland. Thank you, Vice President Blyman, and good evening, Commissioners. Um, I missed our last hearing, and I just wanted to take a moment to uh, congratulate uh, Vice President Blyman and uh uh, President Camino, who's not here with us yet, on their new um, elected positions uh, on the commission. And I also just wanted to thank staff so much for um, uh, being in charge while I was away, and a special thanks to Deputy Director Azevedo for stepping in as acting director. Uh, my only update for you all this evening is in regards to an action that I uh, Uh, Deputy Director Azevedo took in my absence when she was acting Uh, this is relevant to the Brixton which we've been keeping you apprised of during our enforcement updates and just wanted to let you know that uh, pursuant to section 1060.20.2 of police code uh, Deputy Director Azevedo issued the Brixton a 15-day suspension of their limited live performance permit on July 21st for incurring three permit violations within a 90-day period. The Brixton had five business days to appeal the suspension, which they did not do. Therefore, their 15-day suspension is currently in effect, Uh, went into effect on Friday, July 28th at 5 p.m. and will cease on August 12th at 5 p.m. On Saturday, July 29th, Inspector Fiorentino did a site visit and confirmed that the business was not hosting entertainment at that time, Uh, so they were in compliance. Uh, We will conduct another site visit this upcoming weekend to ensure compliance, and then from there, we will conduct further random site visits uh, to check on compliance moving forward. Um, And although it is not agendized, I believe you're all aware of the fact that Our suspension hearing for Stratos, which was originally scheduled for this evening, um, has been continued. Um, uh, President Camino approved a continuance, and so that will occur two weeks from today on August 15th. Let me know if you have any questions. Welcome back. Thank you.
0: All right, I just want to uh, give a shout out to Deputy Director Azevedo for running things so smoothly in your absence, so thank you. We're very happy you've returned, though. Thank, thank you for returning, Director. You're, you're welcome. Is there any public comment on the director's report?
1: No public comment for this item.
0: All right, we'll move along to number five, which is a report from our senior inspector.
6: Thank You Vice President Blyman Good evening Commissioners. We have received 34 311 complaints since our last Commission hearing on July 18th I just have one update below. Please. Let me know if you have any questions My only update is about neck of the woods located at 406 Clement Street, which holds a POE from our office (laughs) Neck of the woods received two 311 complaints on July 16th stating excessive noise from the venue Inspector Zelenak responded on Saturday, July 22nd at 9.50 p.m. Upon arrival, she observed a DJ performing downstairs and a band performing upstairs. She noted that the windows were open upstairs as well as the front door, and there was significant sound bleed from the venue. She took a sound measurement, which showed the DJ downstairs to be operating in compliance, but the band upstairs was measured at 97.3 DBA and 107.3 DBC while the allowable limit upstairs is 91 DBA and 102 DBC. This means they're operating six above, six decibels above their allowable DBA and five above their allowable DBC limits. When Inspector Zelenak spoke with the sound engineer, he explained that he did not have control over the band's equipment and therefore could not turn down the volume. Further, the manager on site was aware of the doors and windows being open, It did not close them despite being asked to do so. Lastly, Inspector Zelenak learned that the decibel meter being used by the business was reading an average DBA and DBC levels as opposed to live readouts and therefore there was no way to ensure compliance with approved sound limits. Neck of the Woods was issued a notice of violation on July 25th for violating their sound limit and for operating entertainment with their doors and windows open. On Saturday, July 29th, Inspector Fiorentino visited Neck of the Woods in response to multiple 311 sound complaints. Upon arrival at 8:50 p.m., he observed the front door open and loud DJ music coming from, down, er, from upstairs, excuse me. He noted that the sound curtains were not pulled closed on the upstairs windows, causing sound to bleed outside. He took a sound measurement which showed the volume to be 87.1 DBA and 104.7 DBC. The reading was about three decibels above the proof sound limits for the upstairs, which is 91 DBA and 102 DBC. During his visit, Inspector Fiorentino spoke uh, with on-site managers about the reason for his visit and his findings. He asked them to close the door, close the front door and close the sound curtains, which they did. He also spoke with them about the volume of the DJ and worked with the sound engineer to bring the volume into compliance. Then, Inspector Fiorentino returned a few hours later at 12.30 a.m. due to another sound complaint. When he arrived, the front door was propped open and DJ music from downstairs was clearly audible outside of the venue. Inspector Fiorentino took another sound measurement, which showed the volume to be at 91 dBA and 102.8 dbc. However, the approved sound limit downstairs is 89 dBA and 97 dbc. Neck of the woods was issued a citation for violating the good neighbor policy uh, number seven, which requires businesses to keep doors and windows shut during entertainment and for exceeding the allowable limit on two separate occasions that night. EC. staff plan to work with the owner to ensure compliance moving forward. That's all. Thank you. Thank
0: you. Any questions for the senior inspector?
7: Um, Just I noticed that um, uh, SVN West shows up a bunch um, taking their first uh, sound permit out for a drive and going over the limit, which is not a great start. But um, anything else that you want to say on that or?
6: Um, as far as SBN West is concerned, we've had inspectors visiting in real time as much as possible. They do hold events, and we don't have inspectors in the field. Um, we have a list of their special events, many of which are on Sundays. Um, we did send an inspector out recently to one of those events, um, and she did find that I believe that they were over their limit, was able to work with them to bring them back into their limit. Um, So we are in contact with them, and we have been responding uh, in real time as much as possible.
7: Yeah, thank you. Hmm.
8: I have something to add to that, Commissioner Thomas. So I've been in touch with the permit holder regarding the complaints as well as in touch with the complaint specifically one of the complainants. And one of the suggestions that the neighbor had made was being able to view SVN West's uh, calendar of events on their website. And so they don't currently have that, but after speaking with the permit holder, that is something they are rectifying, and in the next month they will have a forward-facing public calendar of events. Um, and they also did have the day of the event a pop-up on their website with a phone number to contact someone in real time along with the um, link to the event. They also reached out to the two residential buildings that we know of that have a lot of residents that were opposing the permit two weeks before the event with a link to the event itself and contact information. However, it sounds like that potentially wasn't disseminated amongst the tenants. Yeah. So they went to directly to the property manager in a good faith effort to try and get that information sent out. Um, since the event on Saturday that occurred where the violation happened, um, the permit holder has now been put in touch directly with that neighbor and another group of folks who want like direct contact from the venue, and they are going to be doing that. So good things came, but yes, they were in violation of their sound limit for the first time.
7: Great. Thank you. Then, thanks for that update.
0: Mm-hmm. Any more questions? All right, is there any public comment on the senior inspector's report?
1: No public comment for this item.
0: All right, we'll close, close public comment.
1: Oh, and just um, for the record, uh, President Camino is here uh, and arrived during the inspector's report. Thank you.
0: All right, the next item is number six, which is hearing and possible actions regarding the applications for permits under the jurisdiction of the Entertainment Commission. And I believe Deputy Director of the will be introducing these consent agenda for us.
8: Thanks, Vice President Blyman. Good evening, Commissioner. So we just have two applications for indoor LLP permits on the consent tonight. There was no opposition for either permit and SFPD did not have any added recommendations. So staff rec- are recommending that you approve the consent calendar with staff recommendations listed.
0: Any Don't questions? Move. So moved. We have a motion. A second. Is there any public comment on either of these items?
1: Uh, no comment on these items. All
0: right, we can vote.
1: <coughs> Vice President Blyman? Aye. President Camino? Aye. Commissioners Thomas? Aye. Aye. Commissioner Torres? Aye. And Commissioner
4: Wong? Aye.
0: All right, congratulations to them, uh, especially Cresta's, the 2211 club. That place is one of the best spots in town, in my humble opinion. All right, next on the list, we are moving to the regular permits, and I believe Deputy Director Azevedo will be doing these as well.
8: Thanks, Vice President Blyman. Okay, so... Buckle up. The final permit on our regular (laughs) agenda tonight is for an LLP permit for indoor entertainment and outdoor amplified sound at the front of the business for Micro Black located at 2323 Market Street. Micro Black is a boutique clothing store which also holds a Type 42 liquor license and is seeking the LLP permit to host indoor entertainment such as a DJ, drag performances, and fashion shows to promote their products. The business is also seeking the ability to host outdoor amplified sound to play pre-recorded music to invite guests into the store during business hours. The applicants are seeking no more than six hours per day for the outdoor amplified sound, and the requested hours are included in the staff recommendations below. EC staff have already set an internal sound limit for the space in accordance with MPC Article 29, which is listed as a recommendation as well. As you may recall, MicroBlack appeared before you at our hearing on June 20th, and due to opposition from their neighbors, you all voted to continue their application to our hearing on July 18th. At that hearing, they requested continuance so they could do more outreach, and I also requested continuance based on news about their lease agreement. In your file tonight, you'll see a subfolder for this agenda item. In that subfolder, I have included the original application along with separate PDFs that include all of the communications between the June 20th hearing and the July 18th hearing, and the July 18th hearing to tonight's hearing. There are numerous email threads included in those PDFs, so to make it a bit easier, I've also prepared a timeline for your reference, which is in its its own PDF in the subfolder. This timeline d- dates back to the very first inquiry we received about Micro Black in February of this year, and it brings us as recent as yesterday. Although the neighbors were unwilling to meet with Micro Black, they did agree to email ex- uh, them directly, so long as I was on the thread. And I will say that initially these exchanges were contentious, but in the last two weeks, Or so, I feel like we've made a lot of positive progress, and the two parties were able to work together to come to somewhat of an agreement. So I'm going to read to get out loud what the two parties have both agreed to, which is having outdoor amplified sound Monday through Thursday, 2 to 8 p.m., Friday and Saturday, 3 to 9, and Sunday from 1 to 7. Sound abatement internal level approved at 78 DBA and 83 DBC maximum. In addition to, so this is going to make more sense in just a moment, but in addition to the entertainment on Sundays, the permit holder is allowed to host entertainment an additional 15 times per calendar year for one hour total between 1 p.m. and 9 p.m. Of the 15 events with entertainment, the permit holder shall host live musicians no more than six times per calendar year, and the permit holder shall send the events um, to the entertainment commission and any interested neighbors at least seven days in advance of an event with entertainment. The point they could not reach an agreement on was the frequency of the Sunday DJ events. Micro Black wishes to host these events every Sunday between 3 and 7 p.m., while the neighbors want this activity to occur only once per month on Sundays between 2 p.m. and 6 p.m. The neighbors suggested that the Sunday events be done on a trial basis once per month for six months, and then they could collectively discuss the option of increasing the frequency. Both parties agreed that it will be the commission's decision tonight on which route to take when it comes to the Sunday DJ events. I also want to include a list of commitments that Micro Black has promised to their neighbors for your review. I explained that these would not be permit conditions, but I did want you to see what they have committed to doing in an effort to be a good neighbor. So I'm not gonna read those aloud, but those are all included in the staff memo for you to review. Um, Below, I have included two sets of staff recommendations listed as A and B. List A is what Micro Black is seeking for their Sunday programming, and list B is what the neighbors are requesting. Of course, you may also choose to go a different route and create your own condition. As a reminder, SFPD Mission Station did not have any added conditions for this permit. And now here to speak with you tonight is the owner, Jules, and general manager, Nathan. Unless you have any questions for me about that, I'm not sure, before they come up.
4: I do recall last time there being an issue with landlord authorization, has that been cleared up? Yes,
8: as of now it has been cleared up. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, okay.
3: Am I okay to start? Great. Yeah, I mean,
9: if you, you, wanna, you can do it yourself if you'd like. Or, right. this is, it's just a pile of photos, and we'll click around. Okay, yeah. I'm mean, double-click on.
8: These are not included in your file. I can't. (laughs) Dylan is about to pass out letters of support that were recently submitted and are therefore not included in your file. So three additional letters of support.
3: start. Dear members of the entertainment committee and dear neighbors, let me quickly reintroduce myself. My pronouns are she, her, they, them. I am a bi-queer Jewish woman, refugee in my past, and an immigrant in this country. I come from an academic as well as a show business background. I have seen many peers in the creative world suffer, forced to give up, lose their livelihood, disappear in the last three years. Starting with the outbreak of the war in Ukraine and watching many of my peers flee, the idea of adding a queer social club to my already existing pop-up at a time was born. A social club in a place where the community can gather, do benefit events, have talks and meetings to bring attention to those in need. It is important to me as a business owner and a minority to create a platform for artists, specifically other creative minorities, to make a living, provide them with places to meet, and talk about their needs. In the Castro, there are currently far too few places for that. For example, specifically create a welcoming environment for trans women, trans men, POC, queer performers, and other minorities. I would like it to be. Um, that place in the Castro. I would like to provide that space. It is not news to anyone here that women-owned businesses have not been welcomed in the Castro, and I have been experiencing the same. I have tried my best, in good faith, to invite the neighbors verbally with very little success. I feel like I'm being pushed out due to a personal vendetta. My business was a victim of arson while moving in. Complaints have been made to nearly every regulatory institution, making this a fight every single step of the way. I would like to add that every time checks were sent in, we have been in compliance. I am trying to bring a diverse new clientele into the Castro for it to be yet again a thriving neighborhood. When it comes to the only remaining point that is still in debate between us and the residential neighbors, their demand for a 6 p.m. shut off is dictating our store hours. Their demand for a so-called quiet retail, and that is a quote from one of the neighbors' letters, it is not something that, bo's, bo's, uh, that most businesses cannot afford to accommodate, especially in the current economic climate. We need to be unique, forward, and interesting for people to come into the Castro and stimulate the economy of our neighborhood. Thank you.
1: Thank you.
0: All right, thank you. I think, why don't we do public comment first here and then we can talk about motions afterwards. Everybody good with that? All right, so let's open this up to public comment, please. Uh, So if you are in the room and you'd like to comment publicly, you can just line up if there's a number of you. Otherwise, just step to the microphone. We'll start with the in-person public comments and then we'll move on to the interwebs. Yeah, so maybe just form one line that's logical.
10: Hi, commissioners. It's great to see you again tonight. Uh, my name is James. I'm a resident above Micro Black. Um, I lived in the space for over 15 years. I have not been opposed of the retail. It's The building's over 100 years old. It's little to no installation. So the sound that's amplified from the space does travel up. And it you know, becomes. Uh, a real problem in like living in that space when you have amplified sounds you know within a long period of time. We wouldn't have this problem if the space was properly soundproofed, you know, like any bar or club or social space would be, that you know I hope uh, the commissioners will you know, look at what the residents have proposed, because I think it's really workable within a six-month time frame that can allow them to soundproof the space, so we can have a great place. Thank you very much.
0: Thank you.
11: Hi, thank you. Uh, My name is Evan Knopf, and I'm a resident at 2321 Market Street. As described in my last statement, this building is over 100 years old, and the the almost exclusively LGBT residents include seniors, people recovering from addiction, people of color, immigrants, and workers. When this item was last discussed, the commission asked MicroBlack to work with residents and gave them extensions to do so. We all want a vibrant Castro, and we hope that MicroBlack is successful. With that said, we have valid concerns about this location's practices and how that that impacts our rights to the quiet enjoyment of our homes, and by extension, our health and well-being. I'd like to remind the commission, this entire process began because Micro Black was having unpermitted after-hours parties lasting well past 2 AM. Micro Black's inability to follow San Francisco regulation and work with neighbors has been claimed by multiple residents at this point and is recorded in the city's 311 records. I appreciate that they are trying to improve in this process, but that doesn't prove that, that doesn't uh, dismiss the history of this case. I want to be clear that as of today, our household still does not believe the store is capable of acting within the good neighbor policy. That is shared by our neighbors, including two units with senior residents who have been in this building for over 40 years, both of which noted in their statements to the commission that this is an unprecedented use of the retail space MicroBlack is occupying. To my knowledge, MicroBlack did not reach out to any of these neighbors during their extension period. These two units still believe to this day that this permit should be rejected outright. While our unit's original request was also to have this application rejected outright, we took the commission's recommendations seriously and created a proposal. That original proposal allowed Micro Black to host 15 events per year. As you have heard, the applicant is asking for weekly DJed events on top of this allowance, which would be a total of 67 events per year versus our proposal of 15. In the past, their DJed happy hours were extremely disruptive to our household and considerably louder than a radio. We are trying to believe that micro can repair their relationship with surrounding residents and do differently. At the same time, we want to protect our home and other residents of this building. That is why our household is asking for the commission to make this allowance monthly from 2 to 6 PM instead of weekly until 7 PM as a trial for six months. If micro can manage their events effectively and work with neighbors, we can talk about expanding this to weekly at that six month mark. But at this point, we do not feel comfortable with a weekly or biweekly allowance for these events. This trial period can be expedited if MicroBlack installs soundproofing as they promised previously verbally to neighbors and mentioned in their most recent proposal. We feel this is extremely reasonable and will allow both parties to get to what they want here, for residents to protect their homes, and for MicroBlack to be able to host regular events. If MicroBlack wants to work with the community of the Castro so earnestly, they can begin with their own building.
12: Thank you. Good evening, commissioners. My name is uh, Brandon McCapes. I'm a Bay Area native and resident of the Castro. And I'm friends with one of the residents from 2321 Market Street, and I can attest to both the high volume of the music as audible above the Micro Black business and Micro Black's history of exceeding the time uh, and noise restrictions of their permit, as well as their blatant disregard for neighbors prior to the commission's involvement and the negative impacts this has had on residents. For five years, I worked as a journalist on the city beat in the North Bay and have been present for countless hearings like this one, and I'd like to offer my observations and opinions. This is the case of a business owner who apparently didn't do proper research prior to their investment in this location and who came before this commission only after their uses wantonly violated this officially and historically mixed-use residential retail zone. They have not engaged with residential neighbors in a meaningful or productive way and in fact have created an antagonistic relationship with the surrounding community. They are completely indifferent to anything other than realizing their vision at any and all costs to people who have built their lives nearby. Allow me to emphasize, nearby examples of bars and clubs do not have residences above them. They are irrelevant comparisons, and their usage in this argument illustrates Micro Black's unwillingness to recognize the limitations of their current retail space. This would be a historically unprecedented use at this location, as has been discussed, and has no is in no way entitled to this commission's permission. In fact, the commission has a duty to protect the interests of nearby residential neighbors, neighbors who made their homes in a residential zone with its associated protections, and whose only current motivation is to live with a reasonable degree of peace and comfort, um, as they had done prior to Micro Black's establishment. As we all know, the region is in an affordable housing crisis, and the city is committed to protecting affordable housing stock in response to that. So I ask you to protect, first and foremost, the vested interests of the people who live in and make up the Castro. Um, Not those who apologize for indecency by liberally calling it art and who get to go home after they close their doors for the night or morning, leaving residents to absorb the cost of their business. Do the right thing for nearby residents as Micro Black has not shown any real evidence they are willing to do so. Thank you.
13: Hello, good evening. Uh, My name is Martina Skarin. I'm a resident in the area, closer to DuBose Circle, right at the intersection of Mission Castro and Hayes Valley. I've been in San Francisco about eight years. I'm a political refugee from Poland, born and raised in Poland. Uh, When I came out, my parents disowned me in New Jersey. And it was community that helped me get through. And this is the community I found in Micro Black. My involvement generally is in healthcare, National Center for Lesbian Rights. I serve on boards, mostly with startups, as my t-shirt says, at Amazon, leading venture and startups for underrepresented founders. But this is my first time speaking for an entertainment business because it's that important to me. I'm speaking on behalf of gender later on this uh, fall at Harvard. I started the Women in Leadership group there. As nationally, we're seeing a fight on gender. And our, our trans folks and our drag queens are fighting our most vulnerable. But I do think this is an attack on all, specifically women. I think specifically, we have to dismantle misogyny in the patriarchal system that we've, we've been created and just edit it and alter it a bit. I walked through the Castro last week just to get a perspective of what's changed uh, post-COVID and what's been going on. I walked into most stores. I found one postcard featuring a woman. And some of the most recent art, um, specifically at Harvey's, was nine uh, nine large posters, none of which featured women. I've seen this battle before. I've been heavily involved with Lesbians Who Tech and Leanne Pittsford, an organization that started in San Francisco but is now global and recently met with Jill Biden at the White House. I've also experienced this with Jolene right before COVID when she was trying to rent space in the Castro. Specifically, she was told women are not good for business. That has been changing. We have had, we were building on the backs of uh, strong women and men before us. Folks like Kara Swishers and others have made it, but even they continue to fight. I have been fortunate enough to find uh, supportive men, gay men, trans women, um, and all the like in other communities, but it's been very challenging to find a space for women. I've been impressed this year with uh, female-led organizations popping up like Scarlet, Mother, and uh, the community at Micro Black is one that I have not seen before. The kindness and interest of all the staff, the curation of local artists, and the deep and powerful conversation that I found there, I randomly encountered while walking my dog on a Friday afternoon. I've only been there um, in the early evenings. I have not experienced anything around the times that have been discussed. I've generally been there between about 3 and 7 PM. Um, and uh, this is the time really to unite. I work very closely with my housemate who leads the Dudes and Disco party uh, featured at Folsom. And he also wrote a letter in support along with me. And I hope we can do the same and establish some joint expectations along with the partnership of the neighbors to help adapt the systems that were not created for us. I connect, I connect with Jules on many fronts, but a big one is the desire to help others and create spaces for this unique community. I hope you will join me in supporting a true leader and a woman who has had the right incentives in mind. Thank you very much and uh, have a good night. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, sure. Oh, of course. I thought you wanted the woman card. I'm like, that one.
14: Good evening, commissioners. Um, hi, my name is Kirill, and I came to the United States as a gay refugee from Uzbekistan, a little 10 over years ago. I have been part of Castro LGBT community ever since. I work in Castro, socialize in Castro. I'm a musician and a painter. I have been connected to Michael Black from the very beginning of Jews opening the store at the 2323 market. We met at Bo's nightclub, where I sometimes work, and we both have the same aesthetics and similar creativity ideas. Castro is not just a street for tourists, also it's a community with many voices like me. And I've seen how Jews is on point with many of, of us being open for me, makes me feel inclusive, included, sorry. And I have been uh, DJing for about 15 years, and my passion is unique sound come from vinyl records, which doesn't necessarily mean loud. I take creating and selecting music a vital part of creating environment and atmosphere. I have, uh, and I talk, and I can never, um, sorry. I have played, um, sorry. I'm very, very nervous. (laughs) I have, Um, I can't guarantee that volume measured it as people meet at the shop and talk ne- never can be overpowering quiet uh, conversation. Jules has created a platform for me to have an income which is currently on hold indefinitely. As me selecting music personally seems to bother the neighbors, I don't play louder than any legal set limits. There is no other place to me play lounge background level music. No. Uh, other places has this atmosphere as a microblack has created it holds space in intellectual and artistic conversation other uh, between guests with me selecting music and that supports and gives a soundscape for this type of exchange I personally support a queer female-owned business in Castro. There is a very few of them, almost none. The neighborhood is unfortunately very non-inclusive. It is mainly white, older gay men, is not an easy thing to do, run a unique, creative, all-inclusive artistic environment. I've been witness of Jew being unfairly treated and meet with the pre- prejudices. But I also see how people come into the store in a socialized club and are instantly, instantly in love. I would like to ask Commissioner to grant Michael back to permission for entertainment where we can have me and other artists creating the soundscape and having book presentation and talks and community meetings. All these are unfortunately not happening right now. Thank you for your attention.
0: Thank you.
15: good evening <clears throat> i'm jeffrey mark jenkins and i'm a neighbor from a few blocks away also an artist um, and mostly on the down low performer i spent my whole life on 58 as a cpa and a bean counter but i was cfo of the ballet and now i'm breaking out into my own art and fashion stuff with the wonderful mentorship and a powerful um, model that I find in Jules and the community that she's creating at Micro Black. It is not a, it's not a dance club or a club where you go to get high. There are thousands of dollars worth of dresses and uh, fashion there, as well as great conversation and stimulating ideas by members of the community. I mean, community is being formed every night there by people who meet, who come from all corners of the city, and meet because we all have a shared love of things that are beautiful and making community i'm also a proud member of the sober community i just stepped down as treasurer of the castro country club which was named by the board of supervisors this past year as a model to be replicated in every corner of the city in the fight against meth and i can say that i've not seen any out of control drunks it would be antithetical to the atmosphere and what she's trying to do as a good retailer and shopkeeper What we do want is great conversation, clear heads, and obviously uh, wallets that have some money in them for the couture. But really, it's a place where ideas and people can grow together. I met someone who was going through a a bitter divorce, and um, I had an extra bed. I also have cash flow issues as I'm starting five ventures at once. And so um, she has a place to rest her head for a few weeks, and I have a little bit of uh, relief on my cash flow. But every time I go to micro black and mix and mingle with people, I meet someone new and have a magical experience. I'd just like to see that continue, and I'd like to see these conversations with the neighbors become more robust and congenial as people live into this new reality that we're all dealing with. And certainly, as someone who's lived here since 94, and for the first time in my life here in April and May, I was the victim of two hate crimes, uh, a drive-by shooting by teenagers probably from out of town with an air gun yelling faggot, and another one at the corner of 18th and Castro, where uh, a person who was having a psychotic break said he wanted to kill the fucking Malicon brujo faggot witch and ran into gyro express at the corner of castro and 18th on a thursday night at 11 p.m having a place where one can feel safe and fully expressed as a gay gender queer fluid person is really important and my hat's off to jules and i just hope that everything can be worked out thank you
0: thank you Hey, humans. Let's get up and do some calisthenics. Uh, My name is Frisco Fred. I am a juggler magician. I have known Jules for more years than I care to admit. Uh, I started out knowing her as a circus performer, and then I got to see her branch out and become an international variety arts star. And now she's come back home here to show her expertise and the love that she has for performers and for artists and design and all sorts of cool stuff. So I hope you give her the chance to do more stuff. Thank you. Good night.
16: Hi there. Uh, My name is Nicole Yesler. Uh, I've been a resident of San Francisco for about five years now. Uh, I I identify as a queer woman, um, pretty gay. Uh, This is a gay city, they say. That's what I heard when I moved here. It has been almost impossible for me to find community in this city as a gay woman. I'm just going to tell you that right now. Uh, One of the most recent times that I felt kind of a shock of... An experience I didn't expect was when I stumbled into MicroBlack a couple months ago. I was on an art walk, which is a new thing the Castro is trying to do, which I really appreciate, bringing people together. Um, the Castro has a lot of issues. It's very male. It's very heteronormative. It's very, a lot of beautiful things for that community, and I love that they have that. But there is discrimination against women, and it's obvious, and it's fruitful And uh, I'm an independent personal trainer, and the gym that I choose to take most of my business out of didn't have a female locker room for the longest time. And the manager of the gym, who's a lovely woman, Russian woman, who moved here to support the community, would be spit on by entering the locker room at times by an older group of gay gentlemen that don't want women in this neighborhood. Okay? And it's not just young or old or whatever, it's just a certain personality who knows this store does a lot of good for a lot of people um, and it's not loud <laughs> I've been there late I've been there at all times uh, it doesn't get much louder than most places that I've been in it's Kiro is a lovely DJ he doesn't do anything out of the norm um, or even the norm of what you see in most San Francisco places and this is on Market Street just as a reminder I know we all know that but um, as much as I want happiness for everyone in the community this is a rare space that invites people of all types and invites queer women queer people and it's owned by a very um, successful and impressive woman who wants to do a lot of good for the community so I uh, hope that this goes in her favor thank you
17: Hello, Uh, my name is Jared Webster. I work at Microblock. I run the bar and am their handyman. I believe I'm one of the first uh, complaints because I was using some tools too late, which I did not realized the um, time limit was different. I mention this because I am now learning uh being, taking a more um hands on approach to knowing what we really should be doing when everything um as far as the music and sound uh no there's there's not um residents above say bow across the street, but our volume limits are nowhere near theirs and we don't Every time that we have been measured, we've been well under our limits because we're trying to set atmosphere and loud music would ruin it. Uh, As far as Sundays go, as I have roughly 20 years of uh, nightclub promotion experience and performer experience. Uh, And having something monthly, it makes it very hard to get a following. Um, Weekly would just, we would be more successful with the weekly. Thank you.
0: Thank you.
18: Good evening, commissioners. My name is Michael Mejia. I was a United States Marine for five years. I served in Afghanistan for two of those. And during that time, I did develop PTSD. I'm very sensitive to loud noises, but I am here today to support Jewel because I moved in in about April of this year, and both of my bedroom and my living room windows face their business. I have never had an inconvenience, a disturbance, an annoyance in any shape, way, or form. This whole uh, happenings is very new to me. When I heard about it, I heard about her strife with it. I was very moved and touched because She has done so much for the community and has been nothing but a joy to be a neighbor to. I live a stone's throw from her, like literally three doors down. And the level of sound that comes out of there is negligible every time I've gone by it. Um, I manage a business very, very close by as well. Um, I have music in my business that I play. We have neighbors upstairs. We have a great relationship. Music's always off by 10 o'clock. We've never had a problem with them and I think that the level of noise that they are producing and the quality that they're bringing to the community. When I moved here with my partner, I'm also one of the first openly gay serving Marines in 2013 when I came out, uh, we wanted to be closer to the heart and community and atmosphere and liveliness of San Francisco. That's why we chose to not just be closer to my work, but also to be closer to where things happen in San Francisco. So. I was very excited about it. I'm excited about when I go out at night and I see all the businesses that are still open because San Francisco is not traditionally a late town. My own business, we were pretty much done by 9.30 and I get walker bys that are like, are you guys still serving food? I'm like, no, we're, we've been done for like 30 minutes. And everyone's like, well, where do you go to get late stuff? And there's not a lot in San Francisco. But it's it's nice to see that a new element has come in. It adds difference, it adds color, it adds character. I mean, looking at me, you may think I might be sitting on the opposition. My attire may be in line with that, but my philosophy and belief system as far as what people should be allowed to do in this great country of ours is totally in line with the fact that they should have the option to, so long as they're not horribly impacting people or environments, to do what they like. Thank you.
0: Thank
19: you. Hello. My name is Moxie Penn. And I live in the Castor neighborhood. And I would be grateful if the uh, business that was below me was as quiet as Michael (laughs) blackheads. I live below a business that you can hear their sound, more than half a block down the street. And although I've complained about it many times, no hearing has ever come of it. So I'm grateful today to be able to speak out and just let the tenants of this building know that they have a really quiet business below them. I've had the opportunity to be in micro Black many times. I am a strong community leader. I work with a lot of different groups and have worked with enough groups that many years ago, Dave was named after myself for being a community leader in this city. The type of neighborhood business that MicroBlack is and what they are trying to achieve in creating community is really important to the Castro. There aren't a lot of places where, unless you wanna go in and have a cocktail or sit down and have a full meal, that you can just go in and have a stimulating conversation with someone and micro black has created that space and welcomed it and welcomed everybody to come in every age group every gender every nationality everyone is welcome i myself have met some new friends that are young enough to be my children (laughs) at micro black just by having conversations where we find out that we're not that far apart from each other and i think that that's real anchor point that MicroBlack is trying to create, just to create that space. The sound can't, because of these types of conversations that happen regularly there, the sound can't be too much. You wouldn't be able, you'd have to scream at each other to have a conversation. Plus you have to remember that there is a very active, lively retail business going on at the same time. So there can't, you can't do retail sales with loud blaring music, it just doesn't work. So. It could be a miscommunication or a misunderstanding of how, when something is labeled loud. And I think that you should uh, take into consideration all the other people who've expressed their experiences with loud. I I wanna do a quote from Harvey Milk. Let's make no mistake about this. The American dream starts with neighborhoods. If we wish to rebuild our cities, we must first rebuild our neighborhoods. And to do that, we must understand that the quality of life is more important than the standard of living. Thank you. Thank you.
20: Hi there. My name is Gio Zawadzki. I live right above Micro Black. I work for a freight forwarder. I also am an artist here in San Francisco. I am a musician and actor. Worked for many theater companies here in the city for the past nine years. Um, When Micro Black moved into our building, we were very excited to have them move in. Um, We were just not expecting them to be moving inside our house. For more than three months, we endured the loud sound of their amplifiers every day, getting even louder when they were hosting DJs. The loud sound would be on from the moment they open to the moment they close. And many times their closing time would be past 1:30 a.m. in the morning. Um, Imagine yourself trying to work, having Zoom meetings with clients, read a book, watch a TV show while a constant drum beat is playing all day. It gets old pretty fast. Um, There was a time that I was went there on the first week to introduce myself to Jules, to welcome them, to have. And on the same night, I have them, we have them play loud music till 7.30 a.m. on the, the next day. Countless times, I have entered my place and have the walls and floors trembling with their loud sound. We have reached out to Jules many times, asking to turn the volume down, to which she would always reply, it is not that loud. You can come down here and check for yourself. The fact is that I, we don't ever needed to go downstairs because we could hear it very well from our apartment. Now, an inspector came to visit their space and ever since the volume of their music has been acceptable. Um, But that is our experience with MicroBlack so far. And here lies our concern in having concerts and live music events to be hosted at their space. So far, we haven't heard from MicroBlack a serious technical proposition in terms of soundproofing their space. In fact, their suggestion was for us who live above their space to buy carpets to fix a problem that they have created that we will not do. We don't mind the fact that they want to host events. We stand for everything that MicroBlack stands. We want to create community for artists, for minorities, and we want all that to happen and we want them thrive as a business but not at the expense of our peace and quiet of our home. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Looks like there's no more comments uh, here. Uh, Do we have people on the internet? Yes
9: Yes, we have two people who are waiting in the queue. Tina Aguirre, if you can hear me, please unmute yourself, and you have three minutes.
21: Yes, thank you. My name is Tina Aguirre, my pronouns are they, them. I'm a renter in the Castro since 1987, and I am the cultural district director of the Castro LGBTQ cultural district. We strive to center the needs of all LGBTQ people, especially underrepresented people in the Castro, including lesbians, bisexual women, transgender individuals, and LGBTQ people of color. The district has a small business grant program that has distributed close to $100,000 for small businesses in the Castro, and we support economic development in the neighborhood. We also distributed $60,000 to residents at risk for evictions and displacement during the COVID epidemic. We definitely need to increase the visibility of lesbians and bisexual women in the Castro. And I am happy about micro black being owned by a woman. And as an adult goth girl, I'm happy about this business being in the Castro. All of this is separate from the need for sound containment. Regarding this request, one of the tenants above micro black, Mr. Knopf shared his strong concerns regarding this application with us in an advisory board meeting, and we have not heard from Micro Black regarding this application. We support tenants' rights and small businesses in the Castro, and in this instance, we advocate for the tenants' rights. This is very important as gentrification in the Castro has led to fewer rent control units and a decrease in LGBTQ tenants that have middle or low income. We need small businesses to thrive though it should not be at the cost of tenants' well-being. Because of this, we strongly urge the Entertainment Commission to not approve this request until it meets the tenant's conditions, especially regarding frequency of Sunday events. Loud, regular music is disruptive to working from home, can lead to hearing loss, and can negatively impact emotional and mental health. I personally have walked by Micro Black on multiple occasions when they played loud music and I was disturbed by the volume from an amplified speaker outside of the store. They also played loud music from inside their store. Please consider the importance of longstanding tenants' rights in this instance and vote against this specific iteration of the request. Thank you very much. Thank you.
9: All right. We I'm going to bring in Devlin. Devlin Shand. You, uh, if you can, if you can hear me, please unmute yourself. And you have three minutes. Hi. Can you hear me? Yes. Yeah. I'm Devlin Shand. Um, I've been in San Francisco for
10: almost ten years, uh, and I am the owner and co-founder of Queer Arts Featured, which is a boutique and gallery. Um, In the the Castro, in the space that used to be Harvey Milk's camera store, Um, I've had a lot of interactions with Jules and um, I also know firsthand how important it is for spaces in the Castro right now, which we all know is going through a a shift and an identity change and uh, is struggling to get back on its feet. Um, How important it is to have diversity of ownership and uniqueness of vision to bring new people into the Castro and to make the Castro a more inclusive and uh, truly representative space. And I think Jules is exemplary of both of those things. I think a lot has been said on both sides about that. Um, And I think that as far as the specific complaints of the tenants, I, I personally also have have not experienced excessive sound coming from them, and more importantly, I think what I've noticed is is the clear desire to work now that this has become the situation that it is, and we all know that situations can sour, that MicroBlack is committed and devoted to reestablishing a good relationship with tenants and trying to meet the requirements that Work within a compromise, because when you live in a city, you have to make compromises so that everyone can have some of what they want, if not all of what they want. And I do think that it's very important uh, for micro black to be able to host events. We need events in order to bring folks into the Castro and they bring in an entirely new community that can only make the neighborhood better and thrive more. So I'm, I'm very much in support of that. Thank you so much.
9: Thank you.
1: No more public comment for this item.
0: All right, we're gonna go ahead and close public comment. Um, so I think probably the best way to do this because this is a little more complicated, it's not just a simple up or down vote by us, is probably to have some discussion first and then kind of figure out what motions anybody wants to bring up from there, if that makes sense. Um, so first I wanna open it up to commissioners for comments that they have, um, questions, clarifications, etc.
7: I I want to say in particular, thank you to Deputy Director Acevedo, um, for navigating the communication here. I'm glad that in the end you were able to get people on the same email thread at least. And it feels like there's been really substantial progress, uh, in terms of coming together on a set of, um, criteria that everyone is in agreement with. So I just wanted to say thank you. I know that's part of the unsung work of entertainment commission staff. And, um, and I appreciate that. And I appreciate everyone else who's been able to, um, work on this, uh, together. So that's very helpful. It makes it a little bit easier for us. Um, honestly, I don't have super strong opinions between the like once a month or every Sunday I'm, Inclined to go for the obvious every other Sunday, and sort of split the difference. But uh, where where are the other where are other commissioners?
22: Um, yeah, I think that you know, part of I'm yes, great. Thanks to staff for navigating this. This is extremely difficult. I. Whereas there still seems to be some acrimony on both sides of this equation. Um, and that acrimony I would strongly discourage, especially if the spirit of these requests is working with the community, I would not I would not begin by by necessarily blasting the community. I think that there are there's been opportunities here for Community outreach, and I think that there needs to. I I I also agree with what has been shared that there are not enough businesses owned by women and women identified folks in this community in the Castro, particular in particular. And um, the district director spoke in public comment. Um, The Castro Cultural District was established for that express reason was for inclusivity, diversity, equity, accessibility, inclusion. that said uh, the the other component here is is cultural competency and working with legacy communities legacy residents um, and I think you can have both without erasing either one and I would really caution against erasing the queer elders in our community no matter um, who they may be um that said, I, I agree with Commissioner Thomas. I think that splitting the difference makes the most sense to me. Um, it allows a little bit of equity, I think, on both parties. Um, and, yeah, I really do commend um, everyone involved for trying to find some common ground here. This, like, as everyone know, or if you don't know, the Entertainment Commission, you know, part of our express purpose is to foster and protect the delicate ecosystem that is nightlife and entertainment in San Francisco, but that requires uh, this to work for everything involved in that ecosystem to work in harmony. So um, yeah, I think I agree with commissioner Thomas and that suggestion.
4: Yeah. Um, I I would echo a lot of that. And I just want to thank also in addition to our staff, folks who came to give public comment today I know this is a a controversial one, and there were strong opinions on both sides. And it takes a lot of time and commitment to give public comment. I've done it many times myself. Um, And as a queer woman, I completely agree. There's a paucity of spaces for our community, and especially for um, woman-owned spaces in the Castro. So I definitely see that need. I'M ALSO SENSITIVE TO WHAT ALL THE TENANTS HERE AND NEIGHBORS HAVE BEEN SAYING ABOUT NOISE AND WHAT I WANT TO SAY TO YOU ALL IS THAT when the entertainment commission gives out an entertainment permit, whether that's limited or place of entertainment, that brings a business under, into our purview. And that means they that we're able to regulate them more. And if they violate the conditions that we set, then we're able to bring them back in and recondition them as opposed to operating outside of the scope of, of our COMMISSION. SO um, HOPEFULLY THAT ALSO MITIGATES SOME OF THE CONCERNS THAT WERE EXPRESSED TODAY. BUT uh, MY THINKING ON THIS IS ALSO THAT WE CAN MAYBE JUST SPLIT THE DIFFERENCE, SEE HOW THAT GOES, AND REVISIT THIS AT SOME LATER TIME. Um,
23: I ECHO EVERYTHING THAT EVERYONE HAS ALREADY SHARED. I DO WANT TO JUST LIKE REALLY HIGHLIGHT Caitlin's work in bringing everybody together. Um, Clearly, this is a room divided, but, you know, you've done a great role in bringing everybody together, and I think meeting in the middle will be the best way for us to continue to build um, the solidarity between the two groups. And with that said, for all the testimonials that did come into the room, I appreciate the storytelling and just all of the the first person testimonials about your experiences of finding community at Micro Black and just highlighting the impact Jewel has had um, in your lives and also um, um, uplifting the culture in San Francisco. So, you know, I appreciate that. And I think everybody's outfits are hella cute. <laughs> <laughs> I do have to say, the aesthetic tonight is. Um, kind of on fire i got i guess i got the memo i wore black too (laughs) so yeah
7: you always wear black
23: (laughs) i do always wear black and i have a white dog and i have dog hair on me but today i don't so i fit in (laughs) all right thank you guys
0: um yeah so um personally i think splitting the baby is probably the best way to go here but there's just some things that i just want to discuss before we take motion. So I've had a number, I'm I'm not a member of the Castro community, um, but part of the reason I moved to San Francisco is is specifically because of the Castro community and what it brings to the city. You know, it's like, it's both a place for amazing people, but also kind of a a symbol of our city and uh, what it can be, what it could be, and though we don't always live up to it. um, And that's a place that welcomes everyone and treats everyone fairly, no matter how they feel. Or who they are, and that's one of the things I'm most proud of of having moved here 20 plus years ago, um, and I'm most proud of the city for it. But we do have to constantly work on it and try to realize that as a as a community. Um, you know, I've had 11 something, 12 something bars in San Francisco. Every single one of them had a neighbor uh, who lived directly upstairs, whose bedroom was above it. I think all all of them did, and um, it's really hard because. Um, the, as a business owner, I'm trying so hard to make ends meet It's gotten so hard in the city now um, mm-hmm. to do that and uh, and then also there are people literally trying to sleep or work or uh, live their lives who are separated by literally inches of, of wood from from what we're doing and in some cases like for us to be successful is literally, the opposite of what they need to be happy and there's, there's just a lot of um, tension there. And so, you know, I think there's a lack of trust. That's what I heard here. I think, you know, I think micro black, it it sounds like, you know, when you you came out of the gate, trying to build something special and clearly you have, uh, but you know, that I think some of the ways that you did that may have, you know, led to people not feeling that they were being heard. And now it seems like that's kind of reverse where, okay, we're all here together and you know there's people who are unwilling to even sit down and meet with you despite our best efforts or whatever is going on and we can only communicate by email. So um, what I would encourage are some very uh, pragmatic things that have worked for me um, because uh, I think they can help. So first of all, there's gonna have to be people from, uh, from the neighbors and from the business who can communicate with one another without us there. Um, I can't require that, we can't condition it, but it has to happen. And so maybe there are some people who are best at communicating that could start a conversation together. Um, what I have personally found is that once I have established a relationship with a neighbor and they realize that I'm not out to get them and I'm not just gonna do my thing, no matter what they say, um, and I have built that that trust, which is gonna have to happen here, I think, um, then um, what I've realized is actually giving them some sort of semblance of of power some real power over the sound and for my businesses it's always been uh text messaging uh and we have you know group text messages where somebody who's living above us says look guys it's really loud and that goes to you know everybody working uh you can do it through whatsapp you can do it through uh signal you can do it through uh group me there's there are ways to do this and then we say oops sorry We'll turn it down and they say thank you, right? And that doesn't necessarily mean that we turned it down so much that they can't, that we can't hear it, right? But it has been so successful for us in the past because they don't feel trapped and the neighbors don't feel trapped and helpless. And we are able to react and in our cases, and I hope it's the same for you, we, we actually don't want to disturb them uh, best that we can within our limits. So that's one thing. Um, I do think that some soundproofing. Again, we can't condition it, but I think that it, it would be something you would want to look at. Um, you know, I always, I always poo-poo soundproofing because it's really hard to actually soundproof old buildings. But there are some pragmatic things that can be done. Um, one is double sheetrock with a hanging. Um, uh, um, joint or what it's called hanging and then putting another level of of, of sheetrock on there it's not that expensive it's a lot cheaper than quiet rock which is the expensive sheetrock it's uh it's effective and it just takes maybe I don't know, two or three inches off of your ceiling down. It can be done by a contractor fairly quickly. You might be able to get grants to do it, Um, and then you can decorate it however you want. You can get you know color it and put stick stuff on the sheetrock. So that that has been really successful for us in the past. The other thing is, once a relationship is established, I really, really, really would encourage you and and you to do some tests of where the speakers are located, because we have found multiple times that there is a single speaker that is up against something that's a shaft in the building. And these old buildings have these weird areas and sound spaces, right? And sound can travel in the weirdest ways. It can it can cut through a building to the building next door and be sound like you're in the room with a whole building in between you. And so what we've done in the past is said, okay, we're gonna turn this speaker up. Somebody's upstairs with a cell phone, I can't hear it. All right, turn that one down, turn this one up, CAN'T HEAR IT. THIS ONE, I CAN HEAR THAT LIKE IT'S like it's HERE. OKAY, UNPLUG THE SPEAKER, MOVE IT TO A DIFFERENT PART OF THE ROOM, AND THEY CAN'T HEAR IT ANYMORE. SO SOMETIMES THE SOLUTIONS ARE SO SIMPLE THAT THEY'RE ALMOST LIKE bafflingly DUMB, uh, BUT YOU CAN'T DO THEM WITHOUT uh, LIKE HAVING SOME SEMBLANCE OF TRUST and, AND HAVING, TRYING TO BUILD A RELATIONSHIP TOGETHER. SO um, THE CASTRO IS REALLY HARD BECAUSE THE BUILDINGS ARE REALLY OLD AND THERE'S A LOT OF NIGHTLIFE. AND THE FINAL THING I'LL SAY IS RETAIL'S DYING. Um, IT'S NOT GOING TO EXIST. In its present form anymore, and so uh, part of this, the there's a reckoning coming for people who have traditionally lived near retail and around retail, where that simply is not going to exist anymore. And it, the only things that are that are that that people are going out to now, if they're even going out, is to hospitality, uh, uh, event spaces, and and things like that. And, and with very few exceptions, um, you know, like bookstores are fine. So um, there are there are retail spots all over this city that are about to change and there's people who have lived for decades and decades above a very quiet place that is no longer going to be that and it's going to be a really hard thing for our city to do um and we're going to have a lot more meetings like this in the future i'm sure this is one of hundreds to follow so um, those are my comments i am okay with the uh the splitting the baby i think bi-weekly parties are easier to to get a handle on than 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 monthlies, um, and uh, so that's where I'm at. Sorry for filibustering there.
22: I I have a couple of questions for staff actually. Um, in I saw that they have a ABC number forty two, right? Mm-hmm. Um, just because I I heard references to the accessibility to all ages, does that preclude them from being all ages? I thought my under, my understanding was that it, that you had to be over twenty one for forty two.
8: I have to look. I have to look. Okay, I can tell you the. Answer. I just don't I also want, want them to, to get that it's,
22: any more in, in trouble. I guess is. It's but, pending.
8: I just want to make that clear. Okay, it has not been fully executed, but a simple Google search will tell me or. Uh,
22: and then, um, and this is kind of dovetails off of a conversation that I had with staff uh, earlier this month or this past month was. Um, uh, I don't know if this looks like a condition or recommendation, but since the cultural districts are a municipal program that we can avail ourselves of, and since there seems to be and 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 creating harmony between the various capac- uh, components of culture within their respective districts is part of that mandate, uh, maybe perhaps having an engagement with the Castro Cultural District, um, since we have been on in receipt of some of the concerns expressed by residents that maybe this would be beneficial, especially in regards to cultural competency and also availing the cultural district of any support that micro-black might need in regards to cr- opening a, women-owned, a woman-owned space in the Castro. I don't know what that looks like, though. That's I defer to you on that.
0: They may just throw that right back at you, Commissioner Torres, because you're the expert on cultural districts.
22: <laughs> I, well, we we did have a conversation about, and I just want to, I'm trying to be careful about how, you know, implementation, that's what I'm deferring to staff on in terms of what the recommendation or if it's a condition.
8: I Maybe I'm unclear on what you're requesting to happen. Just, in just in order engagement, to
22: engagement. engagement? Sure. Just, I don't think
8: that can be a condition, okay. but we could certainly make an introduction. Sure. Does that sound appropriate? Yeah. I, I was it, looking in the file because i had seen something from a castro group but it's the castro merchants
22: association Association, which i also thank micro black for reaching out to because that was one of the recommendations i made at the first hearing was to reach out to the castro merchants association um yeah so i just think to to facilitate some engagement i think might be helpful for both parties involved in this
8: Um, I did confirm that the type 42 per ABC uh, authorizes the sale of beer and wine consumption on or off the premises where sold, um, no distilled spirits may be on premises, minors are not allowed to enter and remain and food service is not required.
0: All right, Um, anybody else have anything else they wanna mention? All right, do we have any motions?
7: So staff have given us um, staff recommendation A and staff recommendation B. They're both the same uh, except for um, permit holder allowed to host entertainment on Sundays between the hours of three and seven versus once per month on Sundays between the hours of two and six. Uh, Is there a reason why there's a difference in the hours?
8: The applicant wished to have the entertainment just a teeny bit later and the Neighbors felt strongly about that being ending, that entertainment ending promptly at 6 p.m. So it was just personal opinions between the two. Got it. I will say that the original request was until 9, so that kept being cut back and back and back. So just for context. All right. Um, well,
7: what if we say uh, permit holder allowed to host entertainment on uh, every other Sunday between the hours of 3 and 7? So, it's the slightly later time, and it's, um, but it's not once per month.
0: That's a motion, I think.
7: That does sound like a motion. That was a motion. (laughs) So, um, I move recommendation of staff recommendation A uh, with an amendment for um, item number four permit holder allowed to host entertainment on alternate Sundays between the hours of 3 p.m. and 7 p.m.
4: Seconded.
1: Okay, uh, here we go. Voting, um, mm. Vice President Blyman. Aye. President Camino. Aye. Commissioner Thomas. Aye. Commissioner Torres. Aye. And Commissioner Wong.
4: Aye.
0: All right, uh, thank you for coming in, everyone, and just to please follow up with our staff, and um, because we are now, you are now within the purview of the Undergame Commission, as, uh, as Commissioner Wang said, um, please do utilize us as a resource going forward, especially if it's helpful to help build bridges or mitigate issues and things. That's, why, that's what we're here for, so thank you.
7: And I also, like, I appreciated the idea of uh, trying this out for six months and seeing how it works, and I don't think it's worth us, you know, mandating a return in six months, but I do think uh, it would be good to at least get a, Temperature check in terms of is it working? Is it not? And hearing in particular from the neighbors, um, if, it is, if it's working from their perspective. Um, so, I would like to. I'll
4: put it.
8: I'll put it in the calendar. Awesome staff request. Thank you. All
0: right. Thank you. Okay. All right, that was the only permit on our regular permit on the agenda. All right, so moving on, we are on to number seven, which is commissioner comments and questions.
7: Um, I just wanted to uh, thank uh, Dylan Rice uh, for moving ahead with scheduling a couple of different um, opportunities for overdose education and nightlife. Uh, Do you wanna give the details on when those are?
9: Absolutely. Thank you so much. Um, So last time I was uh, presenting, um, we had had some tentative uh, dates for uh, Entertainment Commission um, partnering with DPH and Kachina Rood um, to do some outreach events. So now we have those dates and times confirmed. So um, the first one will be on, um, pardon me, Saturday, August 12th at Oasis as a part of Kachina Root's Princess Drag Showcase starting at 10 p.m. Um, and then the second one will be on Sunday, August 20th at El Rio as a part of D-A-Town Realness that Kachina Rood is also hosting, and that starts at 2 o'clock. And again, we will be um, working with Kachina to do a Narcan training and passing out Narcan and fentanyl test strips and educational materials. And um, this is a pilot and uh we're going to you know assess the the impact and we're going to see um you know how we can potentially um uh, scale this so it's citywide somehow um work with other partners um but it's it's been a real real pleasure to put this together so thank you so much
0: any other comments
22: i just wanted to comment that it was um great to see a uh reinvigorated and somewhat close to back to the old days of dory alley fair this past sunday and i saw a few of us out there so (laughs) hope everyone had a good time
0: i just have two things one is there's some crazy stuff going on with nightlife downtown right now so keep your eyes out on that there's it's like there's no rules. Like anything's on the table right now. It's really cool to watch and they're kind of re envisioning things. People keep proposing crazier and crazier ideas and everybody's just like, That sounds great. Let's do that. I'm like, wow, this is amazing. Let's keep that going. And the second thing is, uh, I had the chance to watch Barbie this weekend. If you haven't seen it, it's a fine film. <laughs> <laughs> that is a fantastic movie. You, I'm gonna go see it again. I'm gonna see it again as soon as possible. That was amazing. Um, is there any public comment on our, uh, oh, it's so good though. Uh, is there any public comment on our comments and questions? Um,
9: so it looks like there's nothing in person, but there is uh, one from uh, zoom. Tina Geary, if you can hear us, yeah, we can hear you. You have three minutes.
21: Hi, yes. This is Tina Aguirre again with the Castro LGBTQ cultural district. I also want to thank staff um, for its work on the issue with micro black and in general. I know we've met with, um, with staff, lead staff, and the cultural district is excited about the work that the entertainment commission is doing, especially as we're looking at what's kind of a new frontier um, throughout the city. And I specifically wanted to share that I'd be happy to serve uh, in whatever capacity I can to bring together constituencies. We um, definitely work with tenants, small businesses, um, different groups that have um, varying opinions. We um, work on many strategies that um, may be seen as opposing or on different ends of the spectrum. We do that because we recognize that Castro is important like all the cultural districts. We recognize that San Francisco is special and we want to keep it that way by preserving our cultural heritage um, characteristics of special neighborhoods. So um, in the future and in this specific case with the micro black, please know that not only do we support um, these connections and communications, I am available to help facilitate conversations and um, provide any feedback or convene uh, focus groups or people that might contribute to the conversations in terms of cultural humility and cultural competency. Thank you so much. Thank you.
0: Any further comments?
1: No more public comment for this item.
0: All right and we will adjourn this meeting at 7.03 pm. Thank you everybody.